Why should you tarry? Why should you turn him away? He has had mercy time and again, keeping you safe lest your life should end. Tenderly calling, reaching his hand, pleading with mercy at your door he Grace and forgiveness is yours for the asking. Open your heart and let Jesus in. Your heart is troubled, your mind ill at ease. Trying so hard, but nothing will. may try to run, but God's Spirit will find tenderly calling you to repent. Tenderly calling, reaching His hand, pleading with mercy at your door. and forgiveness is yours for the asking. Open your heart and let Jesus in. So close or nearly it had to be mercy. He sure was with you this time. It's not His will that you should perish. If you would trust Him, He surely will save. Tenderly calling, reaching His hand, pleading with mercy at your door, He says, Grace and forgiveness is yours for the asking. Open your heart and let Jesus in. Grace and forgiveness is yours for the asking. Open your heart and let You just heard a song by Brother Lou Franklin, his wife, Sister Patsy, along with Brother Larry Dyer, singing Tenderly Calling. Today on the broadcast, our text is taken from Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And we're preaching on Pentecostal power. Every one of us, are part of a missionary society. If we have received the word, believed it and received it, 
The evidence is that we're willing to propagate it. We become part of that missionary society. Every Christian should have a clear understanding of the place that God has assigned to him or her to do kingdom business, to represent Christ before men, to be a source of truth to men in darkness. And none of us are exempt from this missionary enterprise. It involves our home, our children, our neighbors, our church, our co-workers, our kinsfolk, our schoolmates, our friends. It may be on the home front. Y'all, I meant to put this on the bulletin board. It was a little uh, thing I found in a, I think in a magazine, picture of a mother and her little son. They're watching the television, and on the television there's this this uh, statistics, 30 million unemployed. The little boy's got his hand on his mother's arm and he says, I don't care what they say, mom, you're essential to me. Amen. It really touched my heart. I mean, that little, that little comic, it, it really touched my heart. I thought, my, how many mothers don't realize that that child is saying, hey, you are essential to me. This is your missionary territory. Your home. And so everybody, every one of us has a part to play in this missionary enterprise. It may be on the home front. It may be on a foreign field. But either place, we are part of a people, a society who are sent with a divine mission to represent Christ Jesus in this world. But secondly, I want you to see the church suspended. Jesus instructed his disciples to remain in place. Y'all heard anything about that? <laughs> Shelter in place. He instructed them to remain in place until they had received the power of the Holy Ghost. Right. He said to them, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So missionary activity was suspended while the church waited before God in Jerusalem, they needed power to perform their task. Now, I think that we have to understand that religious activity without spiritual preparation is largely fruitless and it's likely spiritually damaging. Without a solid, sanctified experience, Converts often give conflicting signals to the world. And they create confusion among those needing spiritual clarity. A double-minded person makes a poor witness. And it should be said as well that a person professing to re represent Christ and living in open and consistent sin is a tear a plant of Satan to hinder the progress of the kingdom to give a false impression of what it means to be saved. And such people help populate hell with others just like themselves who are confident that they can have their sin and salvation too. According to my text, y'all get this now, 
According to my text, sterling character alone is not sufficient for kingdom work. We need power that's mediated by the Holy Ghost. You understand that these disciples were well trained. They had scriptural knowledge. They had just completed three and a half years of schooling under the greatest teacher the world has ever known. In verse 45, just above my text, it was said to the disciples, then he, that is Jesus, opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. But with all of their knowledge, all of their understanding, they still needed to tarry in Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high. The very best Bible school and seminary education, and even though that's important, it is no substitute for the power of the Holy Ghost in a person's life. In my text, Jesus indicated that this spiritual preparation was so important that going would have to be preceded by tarrying. They would have to shelter in place until they were endued with power from on high. Action was urgent. Souls were in need. But tarrying at this point was more important for the disciples than going. They must tarry until they be endued with power from on high. I'm convinced, brother and sister, that the Christian faith is so contrary to the flesh and so hated by the world that without this spiritual preparation, the Christian faith would have fizzled out in short order the disciples would have soon returned to their careers and men all over the world would have perished, including everybody in this place today without ever hearing the name of Jesus Christ. It was this critical that these men tarried until they were endued with power from on high the kingdom of God was dependent upon them sheltering in place until they received the power of the Holy Ghost. Y'all still here? I'm telling you, listening to me, aren't you? I want you to see that the church was supplied. In my text, Jesus indicated that the church needed to be endued with power from on high. And that word endued means to be clothed upon. That's what the word means, to be clothed upon. So the scripture could read, you tarry until you be clothed upon with power from on high. Vincent in his word studies in the New Testament gives examples in Greek writings of this word. He quoted some authors Clothed with audacity, clothed with strength, clothed with nobility and wealth. And I'm sure that you remember the description of that virtuous woman in Proverbs chapter 31, where it is said about her, strength and honor are her clothing. The word clothed in these cases is a metaphor pointing to some prominent trait 
or characteristic of that person. So this trait is obvious in their life. It's obvious in their conduct. So we think of these people as being audacious or strong or noble or wealthy or in the case of the virtuous woman, strong and honorable. So when Jesus says that you're to tarry until you be clothed with power from on high, the church is to have as a defining trait the power of the Holy Ghost in their life. Are y'all listening to me? That the world is to look at us and identify as a defining trait in our life the power of the Holy Ghost. You're to be clothed with the power of the Holy Ghost. In obedience to Christ, that early church returned to Jerusalem to wait for the promise of the Father. They had to wait for 10 days before the promise was fulfilled. But how did they wait? Discussing the latest developments in the economy, promoting their favorite gladiator, or maybe their favorite charioteer, Or would you think they had a conversation about their favorite actor or actress? Or maybe talked about the most popular theater play of the day? How say not? They were focused on a promise. Are y'all listening to me? They were focused on a promise. They were aware of the immensity of their task and of the utter insufficiency of their human efforts. And they knew they had to have more than training, than talent, and more than hustle. They had to have the power of the Holy Ghost in their life. And you notice what they were doing in those 10 days. Acts 1 and 14 says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, And with his brethren, they were praying, praying in one accord, that is with one mind. In my text, in verse 53, Luke says that they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. My text also tells us that there was an atmosphere of joy among them. Verse 52 says they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Y'all hear me now? I'll tell you something, brother. This was a spiritually charged atmosphere on the day of Pentecost. It was a spiritually charged atmosphere. On the day of Pentecost, it was an atmosphere of spiritual anticipation. It was an atmosphere of worship. It was an atmosphere of supplication. It was an atmosphere of joy on that day that God poured out His Spirit upon His people. I pray that God will duplicate this kind of atmosphere right here in the Martinsville Church of Truth. An atmosphere of unity, an atmosphere of prayer, an atmosphere of praise, and an atmosphere of joy. And I believe we can see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost among us just like they had on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. Luke tells us what happened. On that tenth day of waiting, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. 
And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. 120 of them, brother, not one of them left out. All were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I'll tell you what, I pray that God will give us such a gully washer here that not one will be left out, and that everybody in this place will be filled with the Holy Ghost, and that everybody in this place will enter into that atmosphere of worship and praise and joy and, and, and supplication until God comes and, and fills us or refreshes us, and, and we walk out of here, brother, on fire for God, a blaze for Jesus, and with a testimony of fire for those people outside this, this, this building that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Hallelujah. They're ready now to begin their missionary work. And the difference in them was immediately apparent. Peter, that man that denied Jesus three times at his trial, stood up on that day and addressed that curious crowd that came to check out those miraculous events. And 3,000 people were saved and converted to Jesus right on the spot that day. Because of the power of the Holy Ghost made the difference. This is Pastor Bill Prescott. Thank you for listening to the Marksville Church of Truth broadcast. Our church is located at 1376 Joseph Martin Highway in the Rich Acres community just south of Martinsville, Virginia. Our Sunday school is at 10 o'clock. Our Sunday worship services are at 11 and 6.30. Our Wednesday evening service is at 7.30. You can find more information about us on our website at www.mcotva.com. That's www.mcotva.com. You may also listen live to our services by clicking on live broadcast on our website. Until next broadcast, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon.